Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. This is episode number nine. My name is George Ortega, and I'm recording on July 19th, 2020 at 8.32 p.m. And um, I want this episode to be about our... Um, are making a much better world, are, are, are using this COVID-19 economic collapse, distancing, or disruption of our lives, of our society, to awaken in us the need to become much better people. Okay, I wanna start out by, um, by referencing a couple of books that, that basically describe where we've been, or where we are now, in terms of, um, well, in terms of really how fortunate we are as a, and how much good we've done, okay? There, there's a book by Johan Norberg. He's a Sw Swedish researcher, and he wrote a book called Progress, okay? And then there's another book by Peter Diamandis, who is a um, Silicon Valley tech entrepreneur who, who's become very rich, and he wrote a book called Abundance. And, and the, um, what these two books chronicle in detail is that while some of us, you know, some of us who watch the media a lot might conclude that we're living very, very challenging, difficult times, these two books just basically demonstrate, they, they just reveal to us that actually the lives of most of us, of so many of us, today across the entire world are, are so much better than they've been in the past. The, our lives are better than, than people had it 100 years ago and 500 years ago and 1,000 years ago. For example, we're living longer. Uh, there's less infant mortality. Our, you know, our young kids die at a much le lesser rate. So there's less poverty, less violence. We're healthier. You know, um, we, we don't have to worry about, you know, starving to death. Uh, we have generally, most of us again, the, the resources we have to, to live wonderful lives. Um, we have so many blessings, okay? So like, God has been very good to us. And, and we've been very good in, in creating a world where we've overcome so many of the problems we've had. For example, uh, through globalization, for, through having many of our products that we buy here in the United States manufactured in China, not only have we gotten those products cheaper, you know, at less of a price than where they manufactured in the United States, but through this, we, the Chinese people, our world has been able to lift over 300 million Chinese people from extreme poverty. You know, um, there's, there's a lot of poor people in the world. Um, you know, and and that, that, that 300 million or so, I mean, our, the, the population in the United States is about 330 million, so that, that's substantial. We've, we've made great strides in, in ending poverty. We're not near where we should be. You know, there's still almost a billion people who, um, who need help, who need you know, clean water and medicine and, um, and ample nutrition, ample protein and all. But we've, we, again, we, we've made a lot of progress. All right, so that's, you know, 
we've done a lot of good and we've been blessed for that good. But that's created a problem. And um, the problem, well, you know, sometimes let's say when, when, when children are born to, to very rich families, sometimes they can become spoiled. You may know people like this. You may be a person like this yourself, that um, you live a privileged life and, and perhaps you know, don't care so much about others as, as one who perhaps has gone through a bit more suffering might. You know, we've taken so much of what we have for granted. You know, so, so our problem, in, and I'm, I'm addressing mainly the 90% of you out there who believe in God or a higher power, you know, because along with that belief generally goes the understanding, well, that God is just and God is merciful. And for example, if, if God is merciful, God is going to care about the, the plight of those 70 billion land animals that we pay to uh, pay people to abuse and to torture so we can like have these food products, this, this beef and, and, and chicken and pork at, at very, very inexpensive prices. You know, so God, God shows, has mercy towards, toward those animals who are suffering beyond unconscionably. It's like, you know, chickens, you have six, seven chickens cramped in a cage, egg-laying chickens, for about a year in this cage that it's so small, they're cramped together, they can't even spread their wings, you know, and they're alert, stacked in, 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 in rows where the, the, the top birds are, are defecating on, on the bottom birds and all. It's, it's horrible. And, you know, this is incidentally why we have to, like, pump so many antibiotics into these birds so they don't get diseased. And, and this is why, you know, 80% of our, our antibiotics that we use on the planet go to the farming of animals. And this is why they're developing resistances where our antibiotics are refusing to, to work. And, I mean, if we think that um, this pandemic is serious or that climate change is serious, you know, antimicrobial resistance, you know, that happens because we're overusing the antibiotics may be a greater threat. So we're, you know, we're, we're basically, God is merciful and God cares about these animals. God is just, you know, um, we, we human beings are, um, are afflicting these, these animals. It's our faults, you know, we're doing this. And, and so like, as God is just, just as God has rewarded us with so many blessings for the, the so much good that we've done, Again, our world is so much better in so many ways than it was 500 years ago. God also punishes us for the, uh, for the evil we do. Um, now, I want this, this episode to be about, you know, in the past, I've been talking about cellular agriculture as the only reasonable way to... Um, to be free of future pandemics like this coronavirus. In other words, like these, these, these viruses, these pandemics originate as outbreaks in farms, both family farms and factory farms. And then they develop into epidemics and then they grow into pandemics. But it, it starts with farming animals. So if we rely on this new technology 
you know, of growing our beef and poultry and pork in sterile environments outside of the animals. It doesn't even, it doesn't involve any, absolutely any at all animal cruelty. You know, we, uh, we can be free of future pandemics and, and we, can be, we can be free of God's wrath for paying people to, to, to abuse and torture these animals just so we can get, you know, these, these um, inexpensive products. All right, so like, but what I'm trying to say is that like, yes, that's, that's what we should be doing and we should be spending $50 billion to fast track this research so we don't have to wait 10, 15 years for the research challenges to be solved so these products are in supermarkets. You know, if we spend $50 billion now, we can have them in supermarkets in three, four years probably. Um, and I'll get back to that. But um, we, uh, the, the theme of this show is, yes, we can do this, but I think we can do more. You know, um, what I'm referring to is that we should undergo, undertake a leap of conscience. And uh, what I mean by that is to, to, to look at ourselves clearly, who we are at this present moment, and, 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 um, and be honest with ourselves about how we need to change. Uh, the last time I think this happened here in the United States in a major way was uh, in the abolitionist movement in the um, 1800s where it started with a group of Quakers in Pennsylvania. They, you know, their conscience awakened to the reality that slavery was a horrible institution that needed to end. And so, um, so ultimately we ended slavery. We, 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 we understood that the, that the um, financial benefit that we were uh, accruing from free labor was just like so unjustified, so horribly, un, you know, cruel and, 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 and just immoral. And so we had a leap of conscience. We, 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 we understood that that was wrong and we ended it. Okay, now, <clears throat> rather than just, you know, just transitioning from, from animal farm-based food products to the agricultural, you know, cellular agriculture products that are pandemic-free, I think we can do more. I, I think we should um, demand ourselves from ourselves that we um, we we really we go vegan. We don't wait the three four years even. You know, yes, we spend this fifty billion dollars, which is important because we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't, you know, we don't know how good we can become in three or four years. But but in the meantime, we should um, we should take it upon ourselves to stop eating poultry and, and, and pork and, and beef and the, these, these products that involves not just so much cruelty to these animals, but that cause these pandemics. We can do this. Um, I read a, um, an article just recently, I just read the headline and a blurb of it. It was about a, a young celebrity who was quoted as saying that becoming vegan was probably the easiest thing he'd ever done. So it really isn't that, that difficult or complicated. And it's really a lot healthier than, um, than what we eat now. Talk about mercy and justice. Um, 
are two top killers in the United States that each kill about 500,000 people each year are heart disease and cancer. And the major cause of heart disease is meat consumption. You know, the, with the cholesterol and saturated fats and the major cause of cancer is also related to meat and dairy and eggs. So that's not a coincidence, that's not an accident. In other words, like God is punishing us for being so cruel, you know, by not just, not just through this pandemic, but by affecting us personally, by, by essentially threatening our health, health, making us ill, you know, as the punishment for our being so cruel to these animals. All right, so, um, so again, we, sh we should become vegan and, and, and begin doing it now, not to, just to stop future pandemics, but to become much healthier. Uh, people who, who are vegan, you know, they report, I've found it in my own life, you know, you feel better, you know, you, you'd have to like try to, to understand it, but you just, you know, the, what happens like to digest meat into, into protein, you have to first break down the meat into the essential amino acids, then you have the amino acids, you know, get formed into the protein again to, um, to, to you know, fuel the body and, and create muscle and all. Um, when you eat plants, it's a one-step process. If you're, you're eating the amino acids, they don't have to be broken down like with meat, and you know, it's much more efficient. But all right, so that's what we should do. We should, you know, let's let's think about creating a much better world. Yes, we um, we have a a wonderful world, but as as we've seen, as we know. There are actually four areas of our life where even though we as, a, as humanity have done so much good in so many ways, and again, those two books that I referred you to, just chronicle it all, you should definitely get them. You get the, one of them is called Progress, the other one is called Abundance. So we have done a lot of good, but we're also doing a lot of evil. And evil is really, you know, if you want a definition for evil, it's what creates pain, and suffering and unhappiness. You know, that, that seems to, you know, it's not necessarily so much about pleasing God, although that it does please God when we behave in, in, in ways that they're conducive to happiness rather than, than pain and suffering. So there are four, there are four areas, and, and I, I think let's, let's take it upon ourselves to not just become vegan, but let's take it upon ourselves now also to, for example, let, let, let's start ending abortion. I mean, I'm a liberal and, and you know, I understand that, that most liberals, you know, champion um, the parents' right to, to abort their child, but think about it. Think about it. We abort as many lives each year, 50 to million to 60 million, as die of every other cause combined. That's beyond unconscionable. You know, and, and just like with, with with the farming, especially the factory farming of animals. If we couldn't pay someone to do this for us, you know, who among us would, would slaughter their own, you know, chickens and, and pigs and cows and, and keep them, you know, in those, you know, those kinds of like horrible, we couldn't do that. And if we were asked to, to perform our own abortions, I don't think we could do that either. You know, so, so we know how horrible th these things are in, in a certain sense. And I think we, you know, now sometimes to get a bit political, you know, the Republicans just say, well, let's just make abortion illegal. I mean, 
that may be part of the answer, but no, the, the major part of the answer is we've lost our, our sanctity for life. In other words, for example, and, and it's not just that, it's like we've, we've made it some, many, many abortions are caused because the parents can't afford, they, they, they don't believe they can afford to raise these children. And in part that's true perhaps, but the other part is that like, we've become so materialistic that we, we value so many other things in our lives beyond our children, beyond our perspective of children. So we, you know, we have, it's not just about making abortion illegal, it's about transforming our entire society so we value life and value ourselves and, and make it as possible uh, as it could be for, for especially young families to, to, to not have to make this decision, I can't afford you know, to have children, I have to abort or, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of parts of that. But anyway, that's, so that's two of the four areas where we need a lot of work. The, the third one is global poverty. You know, there's still, we've made great strides, but there's still a, almost a billion people on the planet that don't have access to safe drinking water and food and medicine. You know, um, they need to be educated more. They need to have, they need help. And, and we for decades have had more than enough resources to be able to help them. The only thing we've lacked is, uh, is the resolve, the will to do so. That's the third of our, our great major sins of this age. And I think the, the, the fourth one is easily climate change. Um, we, it's not, you know, we, we're, with climate change, we're disregarding not just our children, we're, we're, we're disregarding the, the, the lives of, of those who come after us. And, and it's much, much more urgent than most people care to come to terms with, care to, to, to face. Um, in the news recently, there was a report where the, the Arctic had hit 100 degrees. That's unprecedented, okay? That, that heat in the Arctic. Uh, the Arctic is, is, is getting warmer at two, three times the, the rate as the rest of the planet. And the problem with that is um, there is what's known as the permafrost, which is this tundra region in like some Siberia and, and Canada and, and the, 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 the uh, the higher latitudes, you know, the Arctic regions of the earth. And it's, it's basically frozen peat moss, frozen ground. The problem with that is that um, as this ground thaws, as it's doing now, it releases tons and tons of methane and greenhouse gases, CO2, that accelerate the, uh, the, the climate change, global warming problem that even now is, is beyond uh, threatening. And um, see, the, you know, this is happening now. And like 10 years ago, people predicted, our scientists predicted that this wouldn't happen for another 70 or 80 years. So this is how serious climate change is. So, all right, so we, you know, I mentioned these four areas of our lives to just show you how, even though we've been so good and are so good in so many ways, in these four ways, we are beyond horrible. And, and you take any one of them probably on its own without the other three. And that's pro that probably explains, you know, God's punishing us. Because um, this is a punishment, you know, this COVID-19 destroying our economy. Um, so let's, let's um, 
let's face who we are. You know, let's 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 have the courage to do what 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 people did back in the 1800s when when they decided that, that slavery was so wrong it was time to end. Let, let's let's not just you know demand 50 billion dollars to fast track the cellular agriculture industry so we can have these products in supermarkets in three or four years. Let's go be, let's go vegan. Let's stop eating these animals. Um, we can do it. You know, we, uh, we can become much better people. And I think, you know, I think God may be demanding this of us. Um, you know, climate change is a threat. This, this pandemic is a threat. I mean, and the threat of, of, of influenza, of these kinds of pandemics is growing. You know, SARS, MERS, Ebola, um, you know, swine flu, avian flu, these, these you know, many of these are, are novel, you know, uh, diseases. They're, they're new. And, and, and many of them are coming in, in the 21st century, you know, since 2000. You know, and, and, and there, there's more and more of them each year. And, and you know, because we, we fly passenger flights, about 3 billion passenger flights throughout the year, we're, we're not going to be able to contain, you know, future pandemics because, and we're seeing it now, you know, like this started in China, now it's all over the world. And so, um, God is threatening us, you know, God, you know, he re rewards us when we do good and we've done a lot of good. We work hard and, and people, you know, really care in a lot of ways for each other, you know, but we've, we've been more than horrible in how we've been treating these animals and how we, we've, we've refused to, to end global poverty, how we abort so many lives each year and how we've basically, um, we're denying our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren a future with climate change. And I know, you know, you don't want to face this, especially with climate change. It's so horrible. But, you know, I think, I think it's time that we do this. So, so, you know, I was thinking that rather than just focusing this, this show on COVID-19 and this need to, um, to transition from farming animals to this new technology where we're growing them in sterile labs in a way that's completely cruelty-free to the animals, involves no animal suffering, and is our best by far um, alternative to, to um, our best um, option for, for being as pandemic-free as we can. You know, we, we need to do this. Um, but again, no, you know, Actually, what's better? What's better than um, than the 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 cellular agriculture? And I'm going to keep advocating for it as a realist. You know, I'm asking you know you. I'm asking the world to go vegan, to stopping these animals. And you know, I don't know how soon that'll happen. So, like, you know, we need to do both. Um, all right, um, I'm getting a little tired. I mean, what, what, what happened was I, I was like, I'd actually finished the last episode <laughs> and I noticed that um, when I finished, it was 28 minutes, I noticed that the record button was on. So this is kind of like a, a redo of what I just did. Um, but all right, so again, if, you, if you're like 90% of us who believe in God or higher power, then you understand that God, this higher power, is both merciful and just. And God is going to be merciful toward those animals 
by afflicting us for what we're doing to us. Just like God was merciful towards slaves in the 1800s by afflicting the soldiers, not just in the South, but in the North, by afflicting the country with the Civil War. You know, so sometimes this, this God's punishment is related to God's mercy. God's judgment is a result of God's mercy. Um, we need to see it in that light. We need to, and, and, you know, we need to demand, I mean, you know, when, if 90% of us here in the United States are spiritual or believe in a God or a higher power, um, why do we never hear, you know, this talk about this being God, even as a possibility, you know, I, I, I'm pretty certain it is, but even as a possibility, this, this COVID-19 may be God's way of telling us we need to change our ways. I mean, why isn't this, you know, in the news? We, we need to change. I mean, I, I can tell you why. It's basically, you know, our government and our news organizations are corporate. They're run by money and the people who, who run them. They're, they're more concerned with, with, with profits for their shareholders than they are um, with doing the right thing. You know, that, that's, that's actually another of our problems that, that, that is, is explains why we don't deal with climate change and why, um, why we have so many abortions and why, um, why we abuse so many animals, you know, why there's so many poor on the planet. Um, there's a lot we need to do. So again, um, the theme is that um, we need a leap of conscience. You know, we have, we have become much better people in the past. When we ended slavery, that was an, an exemplification of this, this, this will to be better, to, to, to be more virtuous. And, and we have to go through the same process again. And this, so it, it, it's not just, you know, the politicians need to talk about it. The clergy needs to talk about this. You know, unfortunately, um, among, you know, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, you know, too many clergy um, are afraid to confront the con congregations. They're afraid to talk about this because, you know, frankly, you know, this is, you know, you're, 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 you're telling people something that they don't necessarily want to hear. But, you know, there, there's, you know, I, I remember growing up um, having learned that there's a right way to say anything. You know, you say it in the right way. And so like, you know, they need to challenge themselves to be able to find the right word that will be acceptable to their congregations. And again, the news organizations that reporters need to be braver and, and, and at least opinion pieces. Um, so, all right, well, um, got about a minute left. Let's build a better world. Let's take this COVID-19 as God's challenge. You know, God, like God's saying either you do better, you become better people or you pay the price. Let's become better people. All right, watch this uh, every Monday through Friday on White Plains Community Media um, at 5 p.m. And it's also like I've very, been very diligent about uploading the episodes to YouTube. So they're all up there. This one will be up there, um, you know, by the time you see this. And um, keep watching. Um, again, I'm going to like, you know, you, you know, you may need to hear this dozens of times before it sinks in. And I'm, I'm completely willing to, to say these things over and over from different angles, prevent, presenting different points, perhaps just like expressing it in different ways until you get this, because this is important. You know, it, essentially either we go vegan or we transition to family farming or to um, away from farming animals. Um, 
in order to be, or we, we risk future pandemics. I'm running out of time, so I will see you next time. Um, thanks for watching.